I'm Sabrina. And I'm Savannah. And we are your ghost hosts. This week, we're talking about aliens, part two. If last week's episode left you thinking of those that walk among us, dwell in the seas beside us or below us, this episode may bring the answers to your X-File loving brain and what it needs. Join us again on this two-part series as we dive into more encounters and recent government confessions of the extraterrestrial domain. Wow, I'm pulled in for one. You had me at um, Walk Among Us. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) I'm really excited. I feel like this episode is going to be like the modern take on aliens. And I'm just really here for it. And our alien expert, Jesse's back. Hey, hey, what's good? (laughs) We're excited to have you back, Jesse. I'm particularly very excited to hear your all's opinions on a specific theory. <laughs> I think Shoot. you know what I'm talking about. Tell me. I want to be I want to be extra jazzed when you mention Well. That. So, we're talking the ocean theory, yeah? yeah? Yes. So, um because of our part 1 episode of aliens, we had um cuz we talked about the ocean theory just a little bit in that one, I believe. Um and we had a listener ask us to expand on it because they were very curious in this theory yeah this episode we're going to be going into a lot of things that i think back up that theory like even more so like like 100 more so like a lot of a lot of good evidence pointing in that direction so i think everyone will be pretty excited to hear but yeah i think you know theory wise you know it's uh if where are they at ocean's a good place to hide so. It is a wonderful place to hide. And I linked a YouTube video from Ancient Aliens on the History Channel. Love Ooh. that. Um, <laughs> it goes into how land has been lost in the North Atlantic Sea. So that could be taken. The aliens could have took that and made that into a livable space. They made it a settlement. Yes, they made it a settlement. Um and then there's alien life in the ocean that's been discovered. Obviously, we know that the bottom of the ocean is just like this big ass mystery. And then mm-hmm. there's a secret Octopuses, under man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why they got yes. so many arms full? That's like crazy. And then there's wild. secret underwater alien base. Okay. Yeah, so I respect that. that. <laughs> Saying it with fact. Also. <laughs> I know we'll do a future episode of a Roanoke, but like, what if it was aliens? I'm just going to throw that into this episode because we're going to do an episode about Roanoke, maybe around November. Um, <laughs> but I think aliens have definitely something to do with that too. And I'm going to throw that out there as well. Interesting. Interesting. Um, So I do have like a clarifying question about the water or the ocean theory that you guys have. Mm-hmm. And is it like aliens came from this earth or came from a different planet and they came to earth and they decided to hide in the ocean and now they're like reproducing in the ocean and living out their lives is that like the simple dumbed down version of the theory i think it's like a united nations thing or something where they have an embassy on earth and like they came from i'm not even kidding like they came from a different planet they chose to like reside among us and they're just like hanging out down there they're on a mission to kind of study earth 
I don't know. What do you think, Jesse? So there's a few schools of thought here. So one, yeah, um, essentially, you know, depending on what the motive is, you know, I guess the base of the theory is they came from somewhere else. They're here and they're hiding in the ocean, you know, whether that's to observe us, to keep us from blowing ourselves up, you know, just, you know, seeing if it's a, you know, who's to say what the motive might be behind it, but that's one theory. Um, and then another uh, thought is that potentially they could have been there the whole time. Mm. You know, who's, who's to say that, you know, life we have found to be adaptable and able to, be created in very treacherous conditions. So who's to say that something didn't evolve down in the depths of our ocean? I mean, yeah, so I mean, think about octopuses, you know, octopi, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> you know, so they're super duper smart, you know, really intelligent. Um, but uh, they're, you know, they don't live long enough. So they just don't have the time to really develop anything from it. So who's to say that, you know, something down there like the octopus, you know, may have, uh, lived longer and have figured out you know who knows what so so that's like the other another side of it um I have a question about that side of the theory um so technically would it still be considered aliens in the ocean if they've been living there the entire time because I thought that aliens were specifically from not our earth I mean yeah that definitely is a good point I'd say that I guess you could say they are alien to us, as in like we have had no, or at least not much <laughs> experience with them. But mm -hmm. yeah, definitely, maybe not not in the conventional. Yeah, like they're from somewhere right. else. In a sense, yeah, yeah. I just I didn't know that was me playing devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we got another request to mention about the storm on Area Fifty One. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to just touch on it briefly. I don't really know much about it other than the meme. Um, <laughs> good thing we have our alien expert here to talk to us about it. Um, <laughs> but from what I gathered in July of 2019, um, there was a guy named Maddie Roberts in California that made a meme, um, that on September 20th of 2019, that people were going to raid, um, area 51 and like 2 million people like RSVP to the Facebook group. Um, and I, I thought that was pretty wild. I mean, obviously like not 2 million people showed up, but they estimated that like 30,000 people showed up. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking it was that many. We were talking about it earlier before we started recording when Jesse said it was a, it was a small crowd. I was thinking like, 15 people showed up like <laughs> no they have like a big turnout like i guess they pulled an army <laughs> they pulled an army um they call it alien stock now <laughs> interesting name i know i know i thought that was pretty cool but basically <laughs> it was just a bunch of people like getting together and hanging out um oh it's like woodstock oh my god yeah just a bunch of hippies <laughs> <laughs> give me a um, second guys because i'm not doing too hot over here clearly <laughs> um but like people come out with like alien gear on like of course the weebs um alien mm -hmm. uh and anime fans um and meme lovers they just all unite now um so that's pretty cool and there's just even the guy i don't think the guy that made it showed up 
No way. <laughs> I don't think, wow. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't either. I wonder what his excuse was. Like, what did he have to post on the Facebook page and be like, hey, guys, can't make it. Like, I got to let my dog out. <laughs> like, he <laughs> said, um, drama ensued. Roberts bailed on his original plan less than two weeks ahead of time for security concerns. Oh, yeah. That's- he should have thought about that, like, whenever he made the Facebook group, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're acting atrocious. He, mm, he, he choked. Left- yeah, he left <laughs> the rest of yeah. us, like, sitting here wondering when we're going to go. Yeah. Did you guys um get invited to it? No. I, I RSVP'd to it. <laughs> Did you RSVP, yes? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And Jesse's one of the... The oh, supporting like- movement. 270,000 no that's not math but basically that amount of people didn't show up what is the million of it hold on 970 uh, you gotta start thousand? with 1 million because it was no. 2 million well, oh I my god <laughs> just 6,000 made it out so <laughs> wait I thought I oh, thought it was 30,000. 30, no, read read on on that paragraph. It says that uh, oh. the 30,000 might travel mm. at one point. But 6,000, still 6,000 is a lot. 6,000 is a lot. That's at least a large gathering. That is a large gathering. <laughs> they would have to hire a sheriff if they had alcohol there. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are rules I learned from wedding planning. I know. I know. <laughs> Attached the meme and I attached uh the alien stock sign. I sponsored by Bud Light. I would <laughs> I would love what I would give to have one of those beer cans that has an alien on it that's a green oh, Bud yeah. Light beer can. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, I would on the show. That is so cool. It says a uh, something mark earth classified. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, are you guys ready to dive into our alien encounters and our recent news of alien? Let's dive in. Well, (laughs) in 2020, when COVID's going on, still going on, but when it was like in the peak, um, the New York Times decided now would be the time to post and make an article that um, UFOs had turned into or were now identified as unidentified aerial phenomenon. And there was a task force that had been set up to investigate unidentified flying objects and was thought to have been disbanded, but it was still alive and well um, under the Office of Naval Intelligence. <laughs> so... In the height of COVID, when we're all fearing for our lives, it's like let's I was just getting ready to say that, like they they were we were having one world crisis, and they said let's throw another one at them, see how they handle it. <laughs> they did the same thing to us in July. They were just like everything's going crappy right now. Let's put aliens back in there. Why not? Like there's aliens. Just, we all like aliens. Okay, scapegoat. I it's the scapegoat. Yes. Yeah, which kind of sucks because it's it's cool that that's kind of like a bipartisan thing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy watching the hearings, like people on like both sides of the aisle, like asking the same questions and like, like agreeing on things. It's like, oh, that's, that's kind of fun. Definitely. Yeah, I, wow. I agree. If only everything could. I know. <laughs> so, right. Bringing about world peace. Um, 
The New York Times added that Luis Elizondo was the rec- was the director of the task force, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, and he resigned in 2017, um, but believed that objects of undetermined origin have been retrieved for study by the Pentagon. I believe it, too. Also, all the important people, like, squeak, like, when they resign and come out of the job, they're like, we got to talk about it now. Absolutely. Just put it on blast. Louise, all the other people we're going to talk about. Hey, when you see some shit, you know? <laughs> Is, like, do you think that they've signed, like, an NDA, though, and they're getting in trouble for talking about it? So there's like interesting laws around it. Like there are certain there are certain bits of information that like cannot be like stated publicly. And it's a lot mm. of it's a wordplay. Like mm-hmm. there are things that like under the whistleblower act, like like right. you're you're covered to a certain degree. But there are certain things that, you know, what you hear a lot in the congressional hearings is if you like, you know, when they ask like um, David Grush a question, he'll be like, if you have the appropriate clearances, I'll be happy to meet with you and I'll give you this list of these companies, you know, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Those things you could get in the, you know, a lot of trouble for. <laughs> right. That's insane. Um, well, now UFOs or UAPs um, and many people have avoided serious engagement with the new term of UAP because they don't want to be branded as a crackpot. <laughs> but what? As like, you know, the people that wear aluminum hats. I'm not saying I know anybody that would do that, but they, you know, it's a new term. So people are like, of course, people that believe in aliens would rebrand it and bring it up. But UAP sounds just as cool as UFO. I don't know. I think that yeah. UFO sounds cooler. The thing, the big push for it, I think, was to try and take the stigma off, like, you know, kind of rebrand it because it became just like a, um, you know, oh, that you're a kook, you know, like mm-hmm. it was the equivalent yeah. to saying that you can talk to ghosts or you know like you know and and it was very much so in like military and like official places you know where you would probably just get fired lose your career you know mm-hmm. potentially you know get get your uh name defamed and those sorts of things right so that's silly trying to stuff. make yeah trying to make it better for or easier for people to come out and whistleblow that are in these like black programs as they call them gotcha holy crap well uh the u.s navy has recently drew up new guidelines that encourage pilots to report curious or confusing sky sites so just interesting new stuff um but i'm gonna talk about tic tac um which jesse made me watch this it's really really cool we're going to talk about the really important people. Bill that just David Fravor. Yes. Yeah, so this story is like, I would say, you know, just to give you just a little background before we jump into it, David Fravor, like he is like, um, he's a commander, you know, lead squad of a squadron, like a no bullshit kind of guy. Like he's a, one of the most credentialed people. And I'd say mm. this case in particular is one of the best like modern ufo cases in terms of um like you know multiple 
um, witnesses and corroborating mm. evidence and yeah so this is an exciting one this is our this is our bread and butter that got the, the needle moving nice okay i took this from the cbs news article that had come out in july so we're like jesse said this was the bread and butter this is like we i mean obviously have a feeling that aliens exist you can call a lot of things evidence but like this was like hardcore so as jesse had mentioned um this ex-navy fighter pilot he testified about seeing what he characterized as a tic-tac looking object in 2004 it's been a hot minute um during a flight during a house of representatives hearing on unidentified flying objects or uaps in july of 2023 so november 14th 2004 retired navy commander david fravor was commanding the fa-18f squadron aboard the uss nimitz nimitz Nimitz, Nimitz. sorry (laughs) uh he claims have seen the item flying off the coast of southern california it's crazy because it's like not that far um fravor he was a graduate of top gun naval aviation school discussed what he observed in a 2021 interview with 60 minutes so like he had already mentioned it now like right we're getting to the hearing jesse do you know why like it took so long between 2004 then he mentions it in 2021 so actually um so the 2004 incident um so the, in the video of it and stuff like that story actually got leaked i think in like 2006 um there's like a whole story behind it um about uh, like the tapes um you know kind of being exchanged and you know fravor held on to them and um and it got leaked then and then as far as like why that he's just now on the con- the congressional hearing i think that's more so just to bring one of the most credible uh witnesses um like in the in ufology in front of congressmen so you know in women so they can ask uh, him questions and you know, I think if you're going to like try to explain, you know, convince Congress that this is this is something that needs to be looked at more and those sorts of things, you know, you got to come at him with something pretty compelling. And his story, I'd say, is one of the most compelling. I love that. That's a really good explanation. Thank you, Jesse. I was I was confused when researching it because it literally took so long. Um, But so Fravor and Lieutenant and Commander Alex Diedrich. Dietrichs were training with the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group about 100 miles southwest of San Diego. And Favor told 60 Minutes um, at the time, advanced radar on the ship was part of their training group. And this was part of the USS Princeton, um, detected what operators called multiple anomalous aerial vehicles over the horizon, descending 80,000 feet in less than a second. No way. And then Fravor and Dietrich diverted to investigate. That's crazy. They were out there testing this advanced radar. And then they see like multiple of these things out and they're traveling in less than a second, like thousands and thousands of feet. Oh my gosh. That's wild. That'd be like scary. In less than a second. That's like, and no sonic boom to accompany it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Jesse was explaining this to me. Like some of these videos 
that like I watched with him like there's no sound and like normally when things crash as Jesse was explaining there's like a supersonic boom you can hear yeah. it but with this stuff there's no sound you can't that's bizarre hear it. that doesn't yeah, make no. any sense no it, it doesn't kind of feeds into the gravity envelope theory you know if like yeah. you're in a gravity bubble that's true <laughs> yeah pretty wild though i mean that is a crazy distance to cover <laughs> and such a such a short period of time it's like if they can do that Ugh, what, what can't we, they what do? <laughs> <laughs> um, Fravor said to Dietrich, "Dude, do you see? Do you see that thing down there?" And we saw this little white tic tac looking object, and it's just kind of moving above the white water area, which is why I think they reside in the ocean. But that's what Fravor mm. told sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so were they up in the air whenever this happened? Whenever they saw them, or were they on the ground? They were in so- the air. Yeah, so they were on a training mission at the moment, mm-hmm. and um, and then they get a call in from the USS Princeton. They're like, "Hey, we got real world," which basically means like, "Oh, yeah, I think it's real world," is what he said. Um, which basically means, "Oh, hey, we're not training now. There's something mm. to look at." And gotcha. so they got diverted to that point. Yeah. So gotcha. yeah, so they were already in there. Mm. It's so scary. Uh, during the training exercise, Fravor and Dietrich each had a weapon system officer in the back seat of their FA-18F. Um, there's four of us in the airplanes, literally watching this thing roughly about five minutes. Um, and this is what he said in his 2021 interview. Fravor went in for a closer look and he described that the tic-tac object was mirroring his movements, saying it was aware we were there. That is... <laughs> bonkers literally like so wild oh my gosh i couldn't even imagine like the fear that would be in my body seeing that right in front of me that's not even the craziest part oh my gosh okay um the object was the size of their airplane Mm -hmm. and it had no markings no wings and no exhaust plumes just looked like a tic-tac just a tic tac, and when he tried yeah. to cut this thing off, like in air, it accelerated so quickly that it seemed to z- disappear. And he said it was detected roughly sixty miles away in less than one minute. I don't. I don't know what's average for an airplane. Yeah, like how far they can get in a minute, you know? It's definitely not that fast. I'll say. <laughs> that much um you, th- you think eighty thousand feet so that's like um 14 miles i guess and uh, so yeah so 60 miles in less than a minute <laughs> that's like four times that so yeah it says an airplane can fly seven miles per minute so that is holy wild. crap that is a massive difference that is a massive difference yeah it's a six fold over seven fold (laughs) holy crap dude um that's insane i didn't even know that that's freaking me out um and they went on to say like i think what we experienced was like i said well beyond the material science and the capabilities that we had at the time that we have currently or what we're doing in the next 10 to 20 years are we even there yet right now because it's been no it's been like 20 (laughs) years later so (laughs) 
yeah that's a good point too to like you know some people like a lot of people like to make the argument that oh you know this is just the government you know and they're testing like new technology and stuff and it's like their super secret weapon program or whatever um but the thing the the interesting argument about this you know 2004 so that was 20 years ago Mm -hmm. you think if there was such a breakthrough as mm-hmm. this that they knew how to do like you'd think in 20 years but like that ought to have leaked out as like something for like i mean because that changes the entire world's like ability yeah. to travel you know mm-hmm. flight wise you know i mean absolutely it's like, and it's like you know groundbreaking stuff so you'd think if they had that it would you know have been somewhat filtered out into the public by now yeah and it seems like it was working pretty well so i don't think if if they had mastered something in 2004, I think we would have seen something come out about it in, in the past 20 years if it was working so well in 2004. Yeah, I and I agree. I think that's a that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Now, one uh, thing about that this story kind of leaves out here um, is uh, so where he says that um, here that he found the Tic Tac looking object kind of moving over Whitewater area. So yeah. just to go into that a little bit more. Um, but when he peered down on the thing, basically he saw the tic tac kind of like darting around right over the the water, mm-hmm. and he said this was a day where the water was super still, like you know, not like any white caps anywhere. So it was really easy to see that there was something happening under the surface, um, something to the size of like a Boeing seven thirty seven, like that size of plane was the size of whatever was like causing the ripples underwater if that makes sense right Mm. so that also lends you know to that theory that you know they're hanging out in the water (laughs) and you know and perhaps with something that large under the water you know this tic tac you know you could theorize came from that thing Mm -hmm. um and now the the craziest thing here so where it says, uh, you know, that they detect- detected the um, Tic Tac like 60 miles away in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, here's the crazier part about this is that Tic Tac gunshots out, like gone, disappears. And then like less than a minute later, the USS Princeton gets back on the line with Fravor and is like, sir, you're not going to believe this. That thing's sitting at your cap point. What does that mean? Yeah, what's a cap point? Your cap point is like where um, during like a session, you will all um, like everyone that's in the squadron will come and like, I guess, meet back up. It's like they're like, like um, home base, I guess, in a sense. No way. And it knew where the home base was. And this is not something they don't broadcast the cap point. Yeah. It's just that the 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 uh, flyers know them. That is so wild. Oh, yeah. Jesse, how did I it's miss like... this? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's that's uh that's that's one thing that I think is super duper wild. Like it's just mm-hmm. like how did it know to go there? Now you could say they do use cap points, um, you know, the same cap points. So perhaps this thing has observed these fighter pilots using yeah, that yeah. in the past and that's where it went. Um, but yeah, I mean that's it's really crazy to think about. I mean, you imagine you're in like a you're in a fighter pilot and you're watching like a you know tic tac the size of like a fighter uh, a fighter jet, mm-hmm. just like buzzing around over the water, 
you circle it, it starts circling you. And you're playing this game of like cat and mouse. And then all of a sudden, bang, it's just like out. Like, holy, your heart has to be like pumping out of your chest. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then to come to find out a minute later, it's sitting where you need to return. Well, Fravor (laughs) testified on the panel hearing. And so did Ryan Graves, who is a former Navy pilot who spoke out about encountering the UAPs on training missions. But before we do that, I'm going to pull up so that Sabrina can watch this like very short clip of this thing moving. It's so tiny. How'd they even see that? Yeah, so this is the go fast video and it is because uh, it's going pretty fast. And the audio you don't hear here is the person I work on radar control. Once he actually catches it, he's like, woohoo. Like, oh, no way. (laughs) He's like, like, oh, got it. I caught an alien. (laughs) Yeah. And and so that's one, that specific event was one that the, um, was reported back to Ryan Graves. So he wasn't at that one, Mm -hmm. but it was reported to him. Yeah. So Ryan Graves, um, so he's uh, super interesting. As I was mentioning before, you know, he's a guy that a lot of um, other fighter pilots have like come and come to him with their experiences and things like that. Um, and he's tried and he tried really hard while he, uh, serving in the military to help reduce that stigma and get people to come forward with things. Right. Um, and he himself has had um, he had one like fairly near miss with a UFO uh, or UFP. And he was on a flight and it was like, so he's flying and he's got someone to uh, like, is the right of him, I guess. And they're flying in formation. And then out of nowhere, like a UFO comes hurtling towards them and no goes right between like the right through the hole in their flight formation. No and way. Just, yeah. Just gunshot flies by and uh, Ryan Graves said, uh, he described the object as being so imagine like a like a clear beach ball mm-hmm. with a black cube on the inside where the points of the cube are touching the inside of the circle or the beach ball okay yeah so that's, that's so, weird so black cube inside of a translucent uh sphere beach ball that's bizarre yeah. And so it flew past them, no propulsion, no sonic boom, nothing, just a near miss. And, you know, as we'll get into a little bit later, you know, when they um, uh, released like the big UFO report, you know, they talked about that there was, I think, like 18 recorded near misses with UFOs. And that was like a big, I think, um, one of the big things that helped push, um, you know, congress and stuff to look at this more because of just like the danger of it so one really interesting um um, bit about this too is that when they tried um like locking radar onto it i guess or like and i think they tried sending a signal to or something like that it like um jammed their signal which is technically an act of war (gasps) yeah and so how's it supposed to know though like how (laughs) would that how would they know that Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they're trying to do war. I think they're trying to play chicken with these fighter pilots, and they're like, "How fast can you go, bro? How fast can you go, bro?" And it's like mirrors it, and then 
of course, if they wanted to communicate well, they should have asked RuPaul which flavor of Tic Tac they liked the most. And that would have sealed it. That would have been the kind way to do it. The kind way. (laughs) So I'm wondering if, like, the U.S. military debated declaring war at all, since that's technically an act of war and they could respond with an act of war. So it's interesting you bring that up. There's a... I think there are some there are, there are several cases where um, fighter jets have been authorized to um, like actually like attack like UAPs really? in the air and stuff. Um, problem is that those have kind of been pretty from at least what I understand. And this is just me like hearing, you know, rumblings and stuff. A lot of those end with the fighter crashed and we don't know. We're not sure why, but yeah. like the talk on the street you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but that's still spooky as heck mm-hmm. yeah and the russians really did it a lot like there's some really interesting cases like there's this one case where in russia there was like a ufo flying over this like base mm-hmm. and russia was like hey shoot that shit down and so they like shot at it and i guess I actually took it down and apparently the thing crashed. And so these uh, this group of Russian soldiers uh, were sent to investigate. I think there was like 13 of them. They go to the crash site. These little these little silver fuckers jump out of their uh out of the UFO. Oh my god, it's all this is the Hopkinsville kids. It's yeah, the literally, literally. Well, let me tell you, these guys are a lot scarier than the Hopkinsville ones <gasps> because it's they emitted some <laughs> they emitted some super bright light and um all but two of the soldiers were turned to stone i'm <laughs> so they have them they have them solidified in stone correct <laughs> that's that's the so this was a unclassified um file that came out of the cia like black vault or whatever you know there are lots of CIA documents that could be utter bullshit. Really? You know, there's nothing else to back that up than that CIA document, but mm-hmm. there's a CIA document on it. So someone had to write it down. And so that you know, is take it for quite, what you will. That's quite literally the most bizarre alien story that I've ever heard. Um, like and Medusa. I need to know more about it. It sounds <laughs> really kind of biblical too. If you remember one of the earlier books of the Bible, they talked about how if you turn back and looked at the city, you'd be turned to stone. Ooh, mm. that's interesting. So that's mm. kind of weird. That's that's suspicious, and that confirms that aliens have been here way longer than the 1940s. Boom. The aliens face. knew uh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's another Russian story where there's like a lake and this is like the deepest lake in the world. And apparently there's like aliens living at the bottom of it. Of course they're classic. So Russians, they you know, they sent out a ship and they dive down and they tried to capture one of the aliens with a net. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Do they not think aliens are smarter than that? Uh, they they, got, they got f***ed up hard um yeah like the aliens like sent like somehow like shot shot them with like a thought like something that flung them up towards the surface and you know trained dolphins to be at their mercy and they emitted in a lake dolphins in in the lake river dolphins river dolphins dolphins, and then they performed (laughs) a sea world act where they threw the shit up in the air i love that 
Honestly, aliens are here for a good time. I like it. Keep it interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah, but Mr. Groves, you know, he's, um, you know, I think another really um, a point that he makes in a lot of his interviews and stuff, too, is that, you know, while we know about some of these occurrences, like, apparently, like, out, like, like, on, like, the Navy ships and stuff, like, this is, like, every day. Like yeah. they see these things every day. That's what he said uh, when he interviewed with 60 Minutes. He said, you see the stuff every day, every day for at least a couple years. That's what he said when he was doing all this stuff. I just like would not be able to sleep at night. I'd be too scared. <laughs> truly. Oh my gosh. Um, Jesse's got a part about the USS Omaha and Paul Hamilton. Yeah. So, um, you know, so you know fravor one you know that's a really big one and then the graves there's also some you know some other cases so the uss omaha um, and paul hamilton uh, were both swarmed by ufos on multiple different occasions um, the uss omaha they um essentially they have a video of a, it's like FLIR video so like um that's like the infrared like so it's basically like kind of like a Kind of like a heat camera, I guess, in a sense, or yeah. Um, and basically, um, they watched this UFO, and this is what they saw in person too. Is uh, they sent like I think a helicopter towards it, and mm -hmm. and this UFO just dived straight into the water, and they're like, "Oh, dang! It went in the water, so it's got to be like destroyed, you know?" Right. We don't have. I mean, if you fly a helicopter or plane or anything into the water, it's done, Zony. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, so they sent subs to go and try and find the wreckage and there's no wreckage. And when you go and watch the FLIR video, you'll see this little black, I mean, the little black UFO and it goes, it looks like you can see it kind of go from sky to water. Um, it's not like the greatest video, but it's like right. evidence of, of it happening, you know, cause it is FLIR. So it's like, you're just looking at like IR light and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Gosh. Yeah, and then the USS Paul Hamilton, they had one stint where they were being swarmed by UFOs, and these UFOs would follow their ship, and they were followed, and and these UFOs like hung out over the top of their ships for like three days. No way, just partying. They were partying hard. Yeah, and they so they were just like, you know, chilling out. And there's videos of these two um you know the, there's like um in the first congressional hearing they showed one of them where it's like it's a very green it's like a night vision camera and mm -hmm. you can see like lit up like triangles now a lot of people have uh, tried to write that up as like oh it's like camera flare or you know something else and it's kind of hard to say, you know, but like there is like um, people that were on the ship during the um, during the swarming that have gone on to anonymously go on interviews and stuff. And so it seems uh, at least somewhat credible that something there happened. But um, so an, an interesting part of that, too. So, you know, you, you think about like the whole drone debate, like, oh, are these just like super advanced military? Drones? Right. Yada. Well, you know these uh, we don't have any sort of battery or anything that could you know allow a drone to be hundreds of miles off the coast and hover perfectly still above a ship for three days like That's there's a really just good point. no way 
And not to mention when these things would come and go, they would actually, so they were off the coast of like San Diego. Um, so, you know, they're in the Pacific oceans and the UFOs would come from the West, which is, you know, there's no land over there. It's just open water effectively. Mm. Like if you're a hundred miles off the coast of, you know, the United States, you, there's no land to the West until you hit like Japan. <laughs> That's so interesting. Wow. Yeah, and reportedly during the swarming, there was a, a an event where like one of the UFOs like spotlit the whole ship for like apparently it only lasted like two seconds, but it was like so bright that it it looked like it just went to daytime, like everything was lit up, like no you know way. you could see like it was clear as day. You know? Wow, gosh, it's so interesting to hear that like aliens could literally like they can control day and night sound it's just like freaking insane <laughs> how much technology they have like we have hoverboards like they've got fucking ships that can hover for three days at a time and open yeah sea. to me it's like it's wild because i feel like we've just only scratched the surface of everything that aliens are capable of and like what they can do and, and the type of technologies and ships that they have and stuff and that that seems really um frightening like i can't even like think about it too long or else i'm gonna like go into a, like a spiral and be like mm, mm, so the optimistic way to look at it is if they have so these abilities that have all been reported if they have this kind of like technology they could have us long time ago yeah yeah that's a great point <laughs> honestly like if they really wanted to like we ain't got nothing stopping that <laughs> like, yeah like straight up so we so got planes that go somewhat 70, peaceful yes seven miles yeah. an hour compared to like 60 miles an hour like they're they can mm, fuck 60 miles a minute yeah 60 miles a minute sorry yes i can go 60 miles an hour by car like, yeah. they're just doing crazy <laughs> shit but i don't know you're right jesse they could have this a long time ago we're still here so maybe they just think we're funny maybe you know I think it could be like that Rick and Morty episode, you know, where it's like Earth is actually show just us a, what you a, got. Yeah, <laughs> we're just on a reality TV show. I love for that some idea. other planet. They're like next up on Earth. <laughs> I like what you got. You won't believe what Kim Kardashian did this week. And they're like, oh my god, they have honestly, I like get that it. Out here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we're gonna end this part of it by talking about david grush he served 14 years and as an intelligent officer in the air force and the national geospatial intelligence agency what a mouthful pretty cool name geospatial intelligence That's... agency tell me that doesn't ring badass <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh grush said he was asked in 2019 by the head of the government task force on uaps to identify all highly classified programs relating to the task force mission. Wow. And at the, yeah, I know. They were just like, give us, show us what you got. Um, <laughs> and at, at the time, Grush was detailed to the U.S. National Reconnaissance Office, uh, the agency that operates U.S. spy satellites. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. He said, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program to which I was denied access. Hmm. 
So he was working on UAP crash retrievals for decades and reverse engineering so, programs. So he was in, yeah, he's informed that there have been those sort of programs. <laughs> and then yeah, he's uh yeah, been denied access there. So yeah, and yeah. he's pretty like high up. I mean, when you think of you know his position right. clearances and stuff for him to be getting the um you know, the block there, you know, just to back up, you know, one thing I guess we didn't really cover is that the government did create a UAP task force. um, And so that was done. And then, you know, their whole goal is to like, you know, uh, search the phenomenon, you know, research the phenomenon, try to figure out what it is, I guess, and try to like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that David Grush was there, like, you know, arm and to try and just get into, you know, get some good interviews with some people figure mm-hmm. out you know where are these programs at where is the money going to he's like a financial guy mm-hmm. and there's like you know he's gone on you know in front of congress under oath to say that like like our taxpayer dollars like they go to like you know we think they go to certain programs but you know some of those programs like a like a part of their budget goes to these black programs that we don't hear anything oh, about wow mm. that's fascinating and i fully believe it truly yes when i buy the mcdonald's large coke i am funding alien projects yep that's a fact <laughs> um <laughs> and asked whether the u.s government had information about extraterrestrial life grush said the u.s likely has been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s and they've been keeping us from it that long. I know. Until this year. And the Pentagon said mm-hmm. that Grush, all of his shit is just made up. What? Get yeah. over yourself, <laughs> Pentagon. No, Pentagon's like, that's not <laughs> true. And he's like, without a doubt, it's perfect. He's like, I literally years. swore under oath. Yes. Um, literally, so the Defense Department spokesperson Sue Goff, Goff, Gog. Um, said go go. <laughs> uh, said investigators have not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession of reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or currently. But it does not. I mean, address... Isn't that exactly what you would say? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> She's basically like, we don't do that shit. Was but... she swore under oath? Probably not. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. she just she yeah. spoke for the Defense Department for the Pentagon. She was just like, yeah. ah, she don't, she don't even know. No, mm-hmm. but they didn't even let her in on the secret. Yeah, no. literally. And they did not talk about UFOs and that are not suspected of being extraterrestrial objects. So she just happened to leave that out. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Yeah, as you would. And now Grush is he became a government whistleblower after this discovery. And his face retaliation for it. Um, and he declined to be more specific about retaliatory tactics, even though he's like, they're out against me. And they're like, what are they doing? And he's like, I can't tell you. Because um, it's an ongoing investigation. And a report released in January of 2023 revealed that the office tracking UAPs has had more than 500 sightings of UAPs since 2004. And these, most of these cases have origins un- that are explained, like they know where they came from, but others mm-hmm. remain unexplained. They don't know where they came from. 
I like yes. it. <laughs> so to hit on some other big things that he said, uh, he went under oath and said that the U.S. is in uh, is in possession of multiple um, non-human created crafts, mm -hmm. and also went on the record to say that the that well, we are in possession of bio, uh, non-human biological evidence or like non-earth biological evidence. Oh my God, we got that's corpses. like such a bold statement to say to say non-human. Super bold. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's wow. basically saying we have bodies. Yeah, yeah, that is so bizarre. <laughs> my God, yeah. for him for speaking the truth. Proud of him. Yeah, I mean, this is, this guy is kind of crazy. I mean, because I had you know this guy just like popped on the scene like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Part of me wonders if he's a psyop. I don't think he's a psyop, but you can never you be sure? too sure. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what a psyop would want you to think. Exactly. <laughs> but but he seems pretty legit. Like I mean, there is like when you hear him talk about it, like he is straight as an arrow. Nice uh, on it, and he's I mean sounds like you know pretty credible he, he has he's had 40 interviews um with um people i guess that have either been have been a part of these black programs in some way shape or form um some um i guess i don't know like <laughs> he has like a list of people for congress to like follow up with essentially mm -hmm. and like some are like you know willing to talk and some are like definitely not a lot are definitely not Oh wow, that's awesome. I mean, I look that. at him. Look at his face. He has so many forehead wrinkles from all the stress of having to do this and the retaliation he's facing. I included his photo in the stoic, patriotic look. He's just telling all the secrets. He definitely mm -hmm. is. He seems like a very straightforward guy. Oh yeah, he's a military guy. They've tried to, and there's been some attempts to kind of try and defame his character just recently. Like there are some like articles written about how like, oh, you know, it should be noted that I think his wife said he had problem without had problems used to have problems with alcohol mm -hmm. or something to that effect, and I then mean, like, shit. and that's like a reason to discount him. Um, that's silly. Wouldn't you if you saw all these alien corpses? Like, fuck, I probably would. Yeah. Too. Well, he's also diagnosed with uh, PTSD. He uh, served in Afghanistan. And um, yeah, so, so, you know, turning to alcohol during, you know, times, you know, I mean, hell, that's like, <laughs> I feel like veterans with PTSD, I mean, a lot do go down much worse rabbit holes, you know? Yeah, I mean? yes. absolutely. Absolutely. I, I believe him. I feel like he's a straight up guy he's telling us the truth <laughs> there's aliens out there and he's just trying to let us know you know i gotta blow the lid off of it exactly <laughs> um the uh, full hearings are on youtube you know if anyone wants to go check them out um, the hearings consisted of ryan graves him and david fravor and like i said before i think it's one of the definitely one of the best representations and the most like serious conversation um on the topic on the topic that's been had in government um, buildings so yeah i Exciting watched stuff. a i watched like a recap on tiktok it was like you know they took all the best parts and clipped them together so it was like very concise and and i found it very very interesting i i loved watching it but i need to watch the full thing on youtube for sure yeah that's pretty pretty cool it was a pretty interesting hearing i will say 
but then again i go nuts over this stuff so (laughs) hey it is your bread and butter absolutely yes Yes. and i loved getting into more of the nitty-gritty with alien stuff and hopefully Mm -hmm. we can do an episode in the future about like theories and different things like that but this was like the perfect here's what we've known and here's the new shit Mm -hmm. really absolutely well, Sav, how many days do we have until Halloween? 57. Holy shit. 57. Less than two months away. Days. 57 days. That is crazy. Um, happy September, everybody. Happy Memorial Day weekend. No. Um, no. Labor Day. What? Labor Day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Happy Labor Day weekend. Um, Happy spooky season. Happy pumpkin spice season. We love it. And also happy monster season, which leads us into our game. Jesse. Yes. We play a game with every single one of our guests on our show. And um, this game is called Killer Comrade. I'm not sure if you've listened to our episodes and you're familiar with it. But essentially, we were doing wheels. Um, We only have one wheel right now because I've lost the other wheel. But I do have my sheet in in our phone. So (laughs) you will pick a number 1 through 31 and you will be assigned a monster. And you will have to decide if you will kill this monster or befriend it. And then how you will do that. And if you decide to kill, I will spin a wheel and you will get one weapon. Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, and then Savannah and I rate the answers on a scale from one to 10. We are very precise about it. Yes. All right. Choose a number one through 31. Uh, I'll do 17. (laughs) What you get? Bella Swan. Have you ever seen Twilight? Like like Bella as in like the main character? Bella Bella as in the main character. Have you watched the whole whole series? Yeah, that's that's disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) She's technically a vampire. Okay. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Will you kill her or will you be her friend? Oh, man. I mean... Am I in danger? No, oh, so okay. I have to so either way I have to find my way out of it or explain my mm-hmm. way out. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Here's what we do. We uh uh we're gonna be a friend. Okay, all right. All right. We will allow only a little bit of blood sucking while mm-hmm. I am like super high, so she can get really high and then she won't eat me, and then we'll be all right. How <laughs> we like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh not the answer i was expecting that was truly. such a twisty turn <laughs> it was a twisty turn and i loved it i think that's I, the best response i've ever gotten in my life <laughs> i'm going to rate that um a 7.6 i liked that response uh 8.9 8.9 wow 8.9 man i'm just thinking like listen like if i if i don't want to be if if i have control over not getting eaten i think you know no one can like eat another well well <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't consider um vampire munchies oh turn of events maybe oh, she kills no. you that's another uh, twisty turn uh, uh, okay 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 
I will propose. Okay, so we're gonna change the kill now. Oh my god, she's <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You get a weapon if you choose kill. So let me spin your wheel. Oh, okay. All right. Let's get let's get the wheel. <laughs> your weapon is a toothbrush. A toothbrush. All right, so <laughs> here's what we do. The proposal is gonna be like, hey yo, listen, I know you can't do drugs but I can, so I can do them for you, right? I have this toothbrush, so let me clean your teeth first. <laughs> All right. Just to kind of butter butter it up, right? Now, here's, here's what you don't realize. I have rubbed garlic on my wrists. <gasps> Didn't see that one coming, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not just put garlic on the toothbrush? <laughs> You're going to clean her tooth. See, that could be a little too obvious. I have oh, okay. to gain I, I have okay. to gain the trust with the toothbrush. She's fine I'm, with garlic though. She's fine with I garlic. I was gonna say I'm not even entirely sure that garlic kills uh the vampires in Twilight. In Twilight. But, so I'm, oh, I'm gonna rate right. <laughs> I'm gonna rate that answer um that lower? three point three point ah, two. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm but lucky. technically you didn't kill her. Damn. Well, Sam? um, so she just had a little garlic, Jesse. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Butter me yes. up, why don't you? <laughs> That's still so funny. 4.7. 4.7. It was funny. You tried. I mean, she's you tried, but you didn't kill her, and she probably ate you. But you tried. You got creative I with the toothbrush. I didn't realize the Twilight vampires got to just ignore some of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, they don't sleep though. They don't sleep. Um, they can eat animal blood and mm -hmm. well, something else. They sparkle. Yeah. No, no. Um. Well, Jesse, thank <laughs> you so much for being on this podcast. We appreciate you so so much and your wealth of knowledge about aliens you are welcome back anytime yes you have to come back it's just official now. hey appreciate y'all for having me we can <laughs> uh we can talk about any fun things anytime awesome well thank you jesse um and before we go we have our uh poem for the week so this is september sweet heavy scents of apple orchard piles of leaves are tossed into the air Rakes scraped across lawns, flannels rest lazily, gusts of wind gently knock on windows, brown leaves glow gold under the warm setting sun. And that's by OP, is that a five? Four. Four, OP4PL, which I'm not entirely sure what that is, but I'm going to give credit to it. <laughs> Well, if you liked our episode, you can subscribe to your podcast anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Um, you can also give us a five-star rating because we love five-star ratings. You can follow us on our social medias at Slightly Scary Podcast on Facebook, on TikTok at Slightly Scary Pod, and on Instagram at Slightly Scary Pod. Until next time, keep it scary. Slightly scary. Yes, welcome Jesse. Oh God, he's stuck. Oh no, <laughs> are we stunted again? Yeah, we are. No, Jesse, no, Jesse.
Jesse. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> You're so funny. You're funny. Your pictures were hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still need to take pictures of all of them. There were like a handful that didn't pan out because um the flash there was something up with like either not using the flash or using it at the wrong time are you oh there you are babe? yeah sorry I, uh, so it started lagging again so i've now switched it to a hot spot on my phone so 5g should be more reliable <laughs> than whatever else is happening fingers so, crossed awesome well welcome back yes, fingers crossed yes oh no it's it's super laggy i it's think it's doing it it's doing it again wait really is is something like pulling your wi-fi tell brie to hop off that bad boy laptop you tell her well so well she's actually shooting a wedding right now she, oh, i'm uh, connected 5g yeah uh am i really so am i coming through laggy I think it's like the response time, or at least it was. I think we might be good now. Okay. Does it sound okay now? Yes. Your video yeah. is just a little off, but we can work with it. Um, okay. okay. Welcome back, our alien expert, Jesse. Yeah. I'm just imagining this like teeny tiny hey. tic tac and just this <laughs> waft of like orange scented air as it's like propelling through the sorry <laughs> and then rupaul's like holding the tic tac because it's a sponsorship oh There's a my whole gosh. conspiracy is rupaul related to aliens now so, rupaul yeah. lives in your mind rent free i love that <laughs> rupaul is an alien is an alien <laughs> because she never ages we solved the mystery guys yes uh, facts facts <laughs> Their only similarities are they're both bald and they both. I was literally, people. I was gonna guess that they were both bald. That was my guess. I I don't know who Joe Rogan is. Um, I've never seen this man before. I've heard wow. his name. I just thought it was Dave Ramsey. I'm kind of impressed, actually. Like, <laughs> like get them together. Let that's me look wild. up a picture and see if like I actually super bald powers. Activate. Super bald power. Yeah, he's he's he. He has the most popular podcast in the world, basically. Wow. Like, mm. like every one of his podcasts gets like, I think I, the, he doesn't release numbers, but I think the last I saw was like 30 to 40 million streams right, in episode. So I'd argue that Nick Vial has the most podcast. He was also do Vial Files Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry he's a former bachelor <laughs> with a podcast yeah absolutely uh, no way. people yeah. hate him oh really <laughs> yes people hate so, on him but sav and i love him i know he's got <laughs> so much like really fun and awful unsolicited advice and yes. yeah advice. yes it's very great uh, i love so, it so he's a either you love him or you hate him absolutely yeah. there's he no is, in between yeah i've no. never met a person who is like on him like you either like love him or you despise him yeah <laughs> i'm gonna need and to take him. the test for myself <laughs> yeah you i mean like he does a it's 
pop culture and like relationships like so he does like an ask nick column and stuff mm. it's really fun mm. Mm. i like to listen to it yeah just listen to ask nick because i think those are yeah. the most fun yeah if that yeah. sort of thing interests you if it doesn't then don't listen oh, to it if it's funny <laughs> I, I like anything that's funny just it's the, just I'll interesting of comedy like it's so interesting like what people call in with and like their issues and i, oh, I feel is, like he yeah. gives like pretty good advice i love nick's advice um but it's just i'm like wow how'd you get yourself in this situation yeah. or, or just like oh my gosh how's he gonna explain this or like how's like, like what Fraser advice Crane. is he gonna give yeah yeah it's, it's very good i love it's it. like my mom tried to fuck my boyfriend and he goes whoa whoa <laughs> goes, your mom <laughs> your mom oof. that's a big oof yeah, <laughs> yeah big i know oof. Uh, i'm gonna plug uh, Lex Friedman, he has interviews with David Fravor and Ryan Graves, mm-hmm. and they're both fantastic interviews. If you listen to the David Fravor one, um, skip maybe an hour into it. Um, <laughs> the first hour is like only about like his flying experience and oh, military. Okay. Like they don't e- they don't even get to the UFO part. It's because Lex is like way too polite. <laughs> you gotta build credibility, though. I get it. <laughs> Well, oh, and it definitely, yeah, an hour of credibility. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if if you want to get right to the juicy stuff, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. No. But, thanks for uh, that uh, tip. You got it. 